0: Trace for yourself with 25% off at Ritual.com slash podcast. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details One
1: two three. Four. hello everyone and welcome to forgotten true crime by Oki investigations the true crime podcast where we tell the stories of crimes that happened long ago if you're a true crime fan make sure you subscribe to this podcast that way when we have new episodes you will be the first to know Also, check us out on our Facebook page, Oki Investigations, and visit our blog, truecrime.blog, where we post a lot of the cool things we find in each episode. I want to thank you guys for checking out this bonus content. This is actually all of our Spooky Time episodes for 2020 that we've put together all in one good bonus feature that way you don't have to sit through each opening to listen to all the good spooky time stories part of the reason i wanted to do it this way was because i'm going to be on vacation this week and so i've got some bonus content set up for this week and when i get back we are going to have one heck of a 50th episode i'm quite excited for this one i'm telling you guys what so again i want to thank you all for listening to today's episode so these first two stories actually take place near a place called robbers roost so i hope you guys enjoy them now according to the oklahoma historical society robbers roost is located at the highest point in oklahoma in the black mesa region on the western edge of the Panhandle, commonly known as No Man's Land. Robbers Roost boasts a history of majesty and myth. Situated four miles northeast of Kenton, Oklahoma in Simron County, in its grandeur the 35 foot by 16 foot cave resting seven feet above ground, allowed easy escape through the north or south entrance, provided heat and cooking space with numerous grand fireplaces, and afforded ventilation and protection through 27 strategically placed portholes. According to legend, those who frequented the hideout entertained themselves with a full-size bar, piano, a plethora of girls, the co-gang headed by William Coe, remained the Roost's most famous resident. Numering between 30 and 50 members, the gang began forays in Fort Union, New Mexico, and Fort Lyon, Colorado, to steal army horses, mules, in the late 1860s. The legend of Robbers Roos resides in local accounts of an army attack on the hideout. In the fall of 1867, a spy of Fort Lyon "'joined the gang and informed his superiors of their location. "'A contingent of 25 U.S. Army regulars marched to the stronghold with a cannon in tow. "'At sunrise, the bombardment began, and the walls of the stone structure soon crumbled. "'Some of the bandits put up a fight, a few were killed, "'and others, including William Coe, fled to the surrounding hills.' There's a consensus that the end of the Coe gang occurred following a final capture of William Coe. Without their fearless leader, the gang members simply disappeared and never raided the area again. Now, what they don't mention is William Coe fell at the hands of what they call Prairie Justice. He was in a jail, and the local residents decided that they had enough of him... And they raided the jail, pulled him out, and they took him off into the prairie, and they hung him from a tree, and then they just left him there. And then years later, a road was being built, and the workers that were building the road actually found remains, skeletal remains, underneath a tree. And those remains are believed to be William Coe's remains that had just been left there hanging from a tree now you would think with this being a haunted scary spooky story that william Coe would be the ghost of robber's roost but no 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 there's another more interesting story about that ghost Now, I found this story in the Landmark newspaper, which was a paper based out of Rush Springs, Oklahoma. The paper's date is August 27th, 1910. So we're talking about a story over 110 years old. So that's pretty incredible. The story is titled Ghost of Robber's Roost. Since Robber's Roost has been brought into the limelight in connection with the gore investigation, old timers are recalling the story of the haunted creek near that place and wondering if the ghost of Robber's Roost still makes her annual appearance. A few years ago, parties of curiosity seekers made pilgrimage to the haunted spot near Robber's Roost to see the ghost. Their curiosity was invariably satisfied with one visit and there are numbers of persons who say they have seen and heard strange things on the bank of the little stream near Robber's Roost. The story of the ghost is an Indian tradition. The old Indians say that long before the Civil War, there was a fort near what is now Robber's Roost. A young lieutenant stationed there fell in love with an Indian girl and married her. They lived happily for a few months, but the soldier grew tired of his squaw wife, and the girl grieved over the loss of his love. One evening in October, she mounted her pony and started for a ride. The little stream that ran near the outpost was filled with treacherous quicksand, and the soldiers watching the girl as she crossed the stream saw her turn and wave as if bidding them goodbye. Then they saw the pony floundering in the quicksand. The girl was either thrown or threw herself from the horse. When the rescuers reached the spot, the horse had floundered out of the sand, and the soldiers heard the animal galloping through the woods, but the girl had sunk beneath it and her body was never recovered. The old Indians say that every year, on the date of her death, the spirit of the girl returns. She is said to be dressed in filmy white and to ride a white horse. The superstitious Indians say that the girl's spirit beckons others into the quicksand, and that when watchers go to the spot, the sound of horse galloping into the woods beyond can be heard. No Indian will go near the spot after dark. Those were some excellent stories, weren't they? I, uh, I really, I, I actually really enjoyed the, um, the whole ghost story with, uh, Robber's Roost, so I really do hope you guys enjoyed those. Now, we are gonna go do some ghostly tales in other parts of the Sooner State. I hope you all enjoy. Now for the first story here, we're going to talk about a story that takes place out in Enid, Oklahoma. We've got a few listeners out there, so I'm interested in what you guys have to say about all this. But Enid is known for a lot of things, but one of the things that I wasn't aware of, and it's probably because I'm not from that area, is there was an outlaw who was buried. In Enid, Oklahoma. His name was Zip Wyatt. Now, Zip Wyatt also went by the name of Dick Yeager or Wild Charlie for whatever reason. And he was actually written about in the book uh, Ch- The Cherokee Strip. It's uh, kind of a pivotal point in the book that's talked about how uh, this outlaw is in jail and he's looks like he's pretty much given up on life at this point and it's a pretty interesting book i definitely recommend it especially if you're interested in what early oklahoma was like uh, for a young boy who uh, moved from his home state to participate in the land run with his family now a lot of what i read about zip is really interesting some say he was just a so-so bandit that uh, just His popularity grew just because of being the local bad guy, I guess. But some of the things I've read that he's did was actually pretty incredible. He escaped from jail twice, Uh, he escaped once, got caught, tried to escape again, and was stopped, I believe. And then he figured out another way and he got out and made it out again. He killed a sheriff's deputy in Kansas, and I I believe he was with the Doolin gang for a short time during a train robbery, although that was refuted later on. But really, the main takeaway of this story is that he was buried in Enid, and he wasn't kindly buried in Enid. And historically, this is what happened. When he died, his sister came and collected his personal belongings, his gun, his um, everything that they had, you know, his clothing and stuff that he had been arrested with that he didn't already give away because apparently he gave away a few things of his own personal belongings, which is questionable at best. But anyways, that's besides the point about being a former jailer that just raised Red flags. Anyways. So his sister comes and picks these items up. She doesn't, however, retrieve his body. And so he is given a funeral uh, by the city of Enid. And it's he was put in a pine box and put in an unmarked grave. And then later on, I guess Enid was going to build a school. And the graveyard where the graveyard was located... It was kind of like a prime spot for the school to be. So they had exhumed all these graves and moved them to another location. Well, one grave that wasn't exhumed was Zips. Because his grave was unmarked and they have no clue exactly where... In the cemetery, they had put him. And remember, you know, you're six feet down, so that's that's quite a big digging you have to do to, to find something like that. So, he was left. So, unmarked grave left at a school site. Then, historically, what I've seen is that school is probably no longer there because of the the streets that are given in this news article. I actually looked it up. The streets are still there. They're still named the same thing, thank goodness. And if you look at these street corners that are mentioned, it's just businesses and a beautiful housing addition on the other side. Now, this article is titled, Maybe You'll Meet Him, and was in the Enid Events It's a Garfield County home newspaper, dated February 21st, 1947. If you should meet a ghost some dark night, just as you enter on West Wabash at Highway 81, don't get upset about it. Just think what a grand opportunity it is to increase your circle of acquaintances. Why... You might be face-to-face with the late Dick Yeager in the, uh, protoplasm. Yeager, the most notorious bad man of Enid's early days, was laid to rest near the corner when it was the city's first burial ground. So instead of scaring your poor ghost half to life, quietly try to get his attention. Then in a friendly, normal voice, ask, How are you, Dick? If it should be the ex-Mr. Yeager, he'll probably be as glad to see you as you are to see him. He might even give you a message to Marquise James, who wrote about him so well in the Cherokee Strip. I love how this is written. I'd like to think that if I was a reporter in this time, I would have written something similar to this. Uh, This just cracks me up. I love the, so instead of scaring the poor ghost half to life, (laughs) it's like you're going to scare him pretty funny now where the grave was supposedly located uh, if you go out to enid this is a beautiful beautiful area multi-story brick homes they just look gorgeous i don't want to be the person to go knock on their door and ask them about any ghostly apparitions at night, but it would be interesting to know if any of them have ever seen anything suspicious in the area.
2: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.
1: some pioneers place the location of the first cemetery about where Martin Garbner resides at 1002 West Wabash. Contrary to a long-lived rumor, no bones were discovered there when the house was built, according to T.F. Medford, the contractor of the house. One or two old-timers say that the old cemetery was over near the Kinzer Mansion, now the home of R.L. Sanford. The highway corner seems to be favored by majority, however. Relatives of most of these early citizens moved their remains to the Enid Cemetery when it opened in 1897. Yeager and a number of others were left. A.P. Wilcox of 1217 West Broadway, who came to Enid as an assistant postmaster nine days before the Cherokee Strip opened, says the Kinzer Edition burial ground was originally school land. Four sections in each township were set aside for school land and occasionally were leased for other purposes. So that explains why there's no school there. Uh, the appears that there was this It was allotted for the area, but maybe one was never built. Wilcox remembers the burial of two Chinese in the abandoned cemetery, but says their bones were later taken to China. Another early burying place mentioned by Wilcox is that of a young man named Ernest Linter. He worked for Jack Nelson at his place on the southeast corner of 16th and Market, Wilcox and his first wife, Leva Billings, were with the young man when he died, and Miss Billings' father built a casket which they lined with black cloth. The young man was buried a little bit south of the corner since 16th and Market, says Wilcox. I asked Garth Nelson the other day if he remembered hearing about the grave, and he said his parents had pointed it out to him when he was a child. I doubt that anyone but Garth and myself knows exactly where it is. But Dick Yeager, a tall, blue-eyed cowboy, is easily the most interesting occupant of the unmarked grave. In this vicinity, a drawing young man, whom Wilcox says looked like the popular conception of a Texan Yeager had a talent for getting into brawls. Twice he broke out of the jail at Guthrie. He and some friends killed a Kansas sheriff and a settler who got in their way on route to a hideout. Now the post goes on kind of goes about his demise and being captured. You guys can hear all about that if you read the Cherokee Strip, which I again say it's a definitely a good read. So my question is to you fine folks out there in Need, Oklahoma, Uh, Have you seen any ghostly cowboy apparitions that kind of unexplained in the Kinzer edition area? Uh, Perhaps hanging out in the street or street corner or ghostly around those beautiful homes? Let me know. Head on over to facebook.com forward slash Okie Investigations and tell me your creepy stories. From the way the story really reads, it really kind of tells me that Enid is buried on top of a lot of graves. So I've seen Poltergeist. I know exactly what happens when that happens. So yeah, I'm not moving there now for the other story that we're going to cover in this episode. This one takes place in Norman, Oklahoma. And this one's interesting because not only is this being reported as it happens, but the University of Oklahoma actually gets involved in this in trying to study what exactly is happening here. So the article is called Science Probes Mystery of Oklahoma's Haunted House. Now, this was in the Morning Examiner in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, dated the 28th of July, 1922. Now, I will say that this article was in many newspapers of the time, uh, right around the same time. It was all the same article, pretty much. But I wanted to be clear. It, it was in many newspapers. This is the one I pulled it from. Now, they do give an interesting picture of the home. And it's kind of, it's a normal example of a home from 1922, I would say. It looks like it's just being built. Or uh, this is a photo of it early on. From Norman, Oklahoma. July 24th. Can science solve the mystery of a ghostless haunted house? A spooky fire home where sheets burst into flames as one gets in the bed and wash rags start burning when raised to the face. That's what J.L. Wagner, farmer here, says happened in his house and members of his family bear his story. Farmers around Norman attribute these ghostly happenings to the supernatural, but authorities are seeking scientific explanation thus far without success in two days there were 12 fires all of mysterious origin the fire first occurred when wagner's wife opened a closed closet a flash of flame shot into her face several hours later the roof of the house started burning the farmer picked up a washcloth to wash his face but the cloth began to burn bedsheets in flame. That night, the linen on his bed turned into a sheet of flame. The family ran out of the house. The next day, they returned. The mysterious blazes broke out anew. Sheriff WH Newsblock threw a guard around the place. Every person who's entered or left the house was searched. But the mystery wasn't solved. A chemist from the University of Oklahoma, took a hand. He is investigating to find a liquid solution that is combustible when it dries. He hasn't found it yet, so Farmer Wagner, still haunted by his fear that the mystery fires may start again at any time. People hereabouts are recalling the famous haunted house in Nova Scotia that had a very similar experience. Now there is a second article on this which was reported on July 12, 1922 from the Sapulpa Herald, and they say that uh, according to the findings for the University of Oklahoma was that fires might have been the result of a mixture of phosphorus and bisulfide, which I have no clue I'm not a chemist. I don't know what any of that is, really, but sounds interesting. Uh, I wonder how that would get mixtured into all of their uh, linen. But we're talking about a time when people use gasoline as, you know, cleaner. So (laughs) one thing I will note about this, and I have no clue if there's there's any real connection here. I don't know. But I was looking up in Norman, Oklahoma. I was trying to research this house, see what more was found since these articles. And I didn't find anything of this time, but I did find in Norman, Oklahoma, there was a Wagner home that was listed on like a state registry of historic homes. And last year in 2019, it had burned down. Uh, when the owner of the home was burning some leaves in the yard. Now, if this was the same home, it would be interesting that it would finally meet its demise by fire, as it seemed to have wanted to do in 1922. I tried to look the home up on the registry and uh, of historic homes just to see if it was still there. You know, they'll probably take it off after it burned down and unfortunately it was uh, taken down. Uh, I'll do a little bit more digging on this one just out of my own curiosity. I'll probably go back on the Wayback Machine to see if uh, any previous uh, documents are, are found in internet history. But anyways, guys, that's all I got for you today. I hope you enjoy this episode. Anyways, guys, I will see you guys next week. Make sure you guys subscribe to our show. It really does help us out. It tells the algorithms that people subscribe here and that uh, our show should be prominently placed when people are searching for true crime or you know Oklahoma history and stuff like that. So we, we get to be moved up the list a little bit. So that really helps us out in finding new listeners. I will see you guys next week. You guys have a wonderful week. See ya.
0: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card.